Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. We give sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On today's show, we pull back the curtain on how to handle an active shooter situation and much, much more. Press, what's popping, baby? Hey, Jules, man, I'm good, man. Um, ready for the holiday weekend. Uh, tough mm-hmm. news out of Virginia, though, man. I mean, this is the timing of this episode once again, but audience, trust me, we're going to get there. But I want to talk about some good vibes real quick. But I'm, man, I'm happy for the holidays, Jules, and just thankful to have the time with the family, man. How about yourself, bro? Oh, yes, sir, brother. I, uh, I th- This Thanksgiving, I am off. Um, they canceled my day off. Uh, the day before so so thanksgiving day i'll be off man and i just brother i can't wait just to sit down and just eat because i'm doing i'm dropping three turkeys because you know i deep fried turkey so i'm doing three the monster one this year yeah you know he hit me up he said his (laughs) he said he said man he said he want me to do a turkey the coach want me to do a turkey you know i'm doing one for myself too so yeah, so I'm be working, man. But I, I just can't wait just to sit down and eat and just, just relax, man. So let me ask you, man. I, I got it because I've had deep fried turkey once. Is it a lot of prep time on those things? I would say half an hour. I would say half an hour. I mean, uh, you know, once you, you know, you clean it and get it all dry and uh, you inject it with some you marinate and then put a dry rub on it too. It's yeah, about about half an hour. It's cool though. You know the wife. You know she helps you out. So you know get a little music going. So we make we make it fun. We make it fun. But it's just it's just work, man. That's all. Nice, nice. Now, uh, just because I was in a good mood this week, we didn't do the fair foul on the wifey about them uh, them cookies now. So let her know. Uh, oh, okay. we let her off the hook on that. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. <laughs> But man, no, that sounds good. Sounds like you've been busy. I'm glad you got the day off, man, so you can go by mom's. Hey, tell mom's oh, prayers yeah. says what's up. Make sure everybody okay, knows. For sure. for sure. You know what I'm saying? I miss them. Tell them happy holidays, all that good stuff. Well, you be throwing down. Man. Ooh, yeah. My God. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Throwing down. So, yeah. But she always, always asks about you. And, you know, so, yeah, most definitely. I know she'll be happy to hear, you know, you're doing good and, you know, so. Yeah, tell them I'm staying out of trouble. So I stay okay. out, I'm staying out of trouble. Well, <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah, man, I'm just excited, man, to go over to mom's and, and eat and chill and decompress, bro. You know, I got back from Vegas Monday, 5 a.m., mm-hmm. man. I've been I've been kind of dragging ass this week. So I'm looking forward to having a kind of some, some downtime before I have to get back on the road this weekend again. Man, brother, it's... Dude, we were just talking before we got on the air just how this time is just flying. And like you said, if we don't just have a time to sit down to ourselves and just enjoy it, we'll just miss it. And I'm glad that I'm off and you often take this time to, we, we, we're constantly going. I mean, mm-hmm. just life in general, you know, we're, you know, got to do things in order to, you know, to, 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 to live and support yourself and family. And, you know, men, we, we do what we do. But man, it, it you know Thanksgiving. I as we get older, you can look back and just reflect, man. Just being thankful for just just be able to just see another day, because we, we talked before we got on here, man. Just all this this thing just going on. We just just you know just thankful that we're just here and and keep you know keep keep moving. 
because 100% brother because like you said man all the stuff that's been going on you had the shooting in Colorado the shooting that took place just today in Chesapeake Virginia and talk about what Virginia has been going through they just had the situation that happened at UVA on campus right now you have this Walmart shooting that happened I mean come on man it's just so much dumb shit that's going on out here you never know what people are going through and we talked about just on last week's episode about protecting your mental health and for me, Jules, it's like, this is why I just kind of say to myself out here, man, people, you never know what they're going through. Some folks, man, it could be a ticking time bomb. Now, this shooter from the, the Walmart scenario, Andre Bing, there was video of him. He laughing and joking around with employees. Mm. And then what? What happened? Right. That's the that's the unknown part. And how would you figure that? How would you, how can you figure this out? I mean, if you joke when you think think everything's good you would think you would think right and this you know now now we everybody's speculating because you know of course there's an investigation and figure god know they're going through social media and letters and friends and families and you know if, if, if you have any mental uh uh issues or anything like that to see what what happened where some where somebody's cool for one minute and just did somebody say something or was he depressed or whatever the case may be and just just snap and just end up killing what six people i believe Mm -hmm. um four others injured four others i mean i mean this was thought out they would you know it was a it was a meeting before work i believe this guy came in just start shooting i mean yeah they say he walked in the break room and just lit people up well we want to give some advice to people on how to handle these situations. Jules, as you being in law enforcement, I'm sure you have had to do these drills and these demonstrations for people. I've had to do these at my um, place of employment. So we have a lot of tips that we may be able to offer the audience just because I've had to do some hands-on. I actually had to go through the demonstration. They actually did a simulation for us. I actually saved a couple lives in this in the simulation as well. Oh, man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, they probably, they probably pull you to the side like, man, you, what you John McClain or something? What you been through this before? <laughs> And I, the guy told me, he was like, man, he said, you was cool under pressure. I was like, man, I grew up in the jungle. What you expect? <laughs> hey, you know what? It's bittersweet when we talked to cats and they was like, oh, man, how is it growing in the hood and this and that? It's bittersweet. It's mm-hmm. bad because, yeah, you go through, you know, you get things, drugs and guns and gangs and stuff like that. But it's good because it, it teaches you that survival mode, what to look for, how to, it teaches you how to move. We out in the streets. It does, man. But then the bad side of it is that you're paranoid because I'm always looking over my right, shoulder. Right, right, right. So it's like the gift and the curse, right, Jules? Right. It's bittersweet, right? It's bittersweet. I, let's just talk about the the first shooting I talked about, the one okay. in Colorado. Uh huh. When I saw this one, I'm like, come on, man. People can't even go have a, a night out with it with their people, and and the guy in the situation that did that one, he survived, and I'm sitting here like. How you open fire and kill all these people and you don't get killed? Mm-hmm. I don't get that. Yeah, they should have somebody I, they took his ass out. Yeah, I think I would I think on the reports they said he would he surrendered or whatever. Well, what I heard was that one of the patrons actually pulled or, him yeah. down and was fucking beating his ass. <laughs> yeah, he said he okay, was wearing cool. some cheap armor and he said he just went from behind and just pulled him down by the armor. And he said he wrestled the gun away from it. He said he just started going to work on it. Man, man, big shout out to that dude because it will fault him. He's, you know, he saved lives. And it's just bad, man. I, like you said, Prez, man, you go into these, you go into places thinking that, you know, I'm having a good time going out for a drink and let my hair down, the, 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 the pressure of life. You go to a spot just to get away from everything and get worried about it. You know, you do coming in there and, and shooting up the place. I just said, man, my hearts and prayers go out to the families that lost their, their loved ones here because it, it's just, I don't know what it is, Press. I don't know. It's kind of hard to, you know, talk about this because it's like we see it, it it's, it's happening so much and so often. It's like, my God, <laughs> Press, we talked about this from, from last episode, uh, uh, last mm-hmm. season because it's like these are innocent human beings here. Yep. And people with families and friends and, you know, loved ones. And it's like you're taking them away for what? For some dumb shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I mean, and it's okay. And it's crazy because his mom even posted on Facebook looking for help for the kid to help this kid because obviously she felt like he was trying to. Well, she obviously felt like he needed to work out some anger 
issues. So mom was trying. She was trying to reach out. Right? He even threatened to kill his mom. Yeah. And, and remember how I talked about on the last episode how that father could have potentially prevented the UVA situation. Well, this mom was literally out here looking for help for her son. So it's like, in one situation, you had a parent that realized, hey, there's something going on with my kid. Other parent was just in denial. Tough situation. I feel for obviously the the, the families of the victims, the, well, even the people that survived, that's still trauma that they're going to have to oh, deal yeah. with for the still rest trauma. of their lives. Yeah. I feel bad for his mom because she probably is going to blame herself for this. Oh, man. Like you said, Perez, she tried to get the, get the, get the boy some help. It was just too late. And then, and then you get people on the other end, the ones she reached out to, like, man, I could, could I have done something. But it's too late. That's why one of them things, man, when uh, I'm glad we talked about this, if you see somebody's going through something or a mom or, or a person, whatever the case may be, somebody's going through something or somebody's trying to get some help for a family member, that's the time to, man, let's jump on this. Because we see now, more now than ever, we see now it's, it's playing out. These things is, is happening. I, I mean, things go back to the Uvalde shooting mm-hmm. in that school. That person, I'm shooting his grandmother. And then fleeing and going to that school. But you know what? But I wish that there would have been a damn bystander like that, the guy that stopped this thing in Colorado, because them kids didn't have a chance, man. Them law right. enforcement guys no. stood by. They needed somebody like this guy in this Colorado situation that basically was like, no, nah, fuck this. this he was like, I ain't going. I mean, right. dude, when I was reading through the report, the police had arrested the guy. Uh, I think his name was Fierro. They had, they arrested him initially because they were trying to understand what was going on because they just saw him fucking this guy up. <laughs> <laughs> he said that he understood the police. They were just doing their jobs, but he was like, they had him right, right, right. for a couple hours. Yeah, you know, that sort through everything. And best. He did what he had to do. Yeah, because he was there, like, with his family, like his yeah. wife, his daughter, and all that. And he said they were just enjoying the drag show. Yeah. He did what he had to do, man. And salute yeah. to him. Salute to him. Yeah. Because you know what, man? That's a hero. I know he probably don't want to be considered that. I'm sure he probably yeah, don't want to be called that. Yeah, but bro, he did. In he my opinion, that. he's a hero. Oh, man, he, he saved lives, man. Yes. He saved lives. It could have been more one, two, three, four. It was five. Mm-hmm. He saved more. I mean, you know, we, we probably would be on the same boat if that was us. Like, nah, we we did what we supposed to do. You See, know, one of those things is I think your your instincts kick in, right, Jules? And uh-huh. like I said, we'll, we'll yeah. get into that when we get to that part of the show. But I think that's what it was. I mean, this guy, his training took place, right? And that kicked in, that that those instincts. And you, Jules, you have those instincts from, you know, being on the force for all these years. And I think I could hang in there if I had to. Mm-hmm. I hope I don't ever have to, though. Man, hey, you and me both. <laughs> you and me both, man. I, I, hey, listen, we, we don't want to test it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly, right? I, my heart just goes out to both of these situations. Like, we just were talking about what happened to UVA on that campus with those three football players. Uh-huh. Now we have this situation in Colorado. Then we today wake up and another mass shooting. This one, people can't even work. This is right before the fucking holidays. Who even knows man. why the fuck, what the hell set this man off? It doesn't right. matter. At this point, there's six people that are no longer here before the holidays. That is no way for Paris to have to wake up. No. Love was. Oh. Somebody went to work and then you don't come back home. And I th- well, Paris, I would, do you know the scary thing about all this? Club Q, Walmart, Virginia. How? How can you see, man, it's like, how how do you see it coming? Like I said, we'll get into it on, on the show, some preventions. But the thing is, it will happen, it, it's going to happen because people out here just, that's why, you know, we must take preventative steps and measures here because right now, and I, I believe this is just my opinion with COVID and everything, a lot of people are hurting. I don't know if they're hurting, going through something, just jealous and just the evil, pure, just pure evil. But it's out here and it's rise is on rise and it's keep getting keep getting worse. That's just for my opinion. This is what I'm just seeing. And it's you know, not to scare anybody, but 
We just want people just to be aware and and kind of like be ready. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's rough, man. I think too, man, I think the common denominator you have with all these scenarios with these people, mental illness, and a lot of these people are just in plain, in my eyes, are just cowards. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. There's no way. If you're dealing with something, figure it out. If you want to end a life, end your own life. And I'm not sitting up here telling people that's listening to this show, if you're dealing with something, go kill yourself. But what I'm saying right. is, figure your shit out. Fix your stuff. Like Jules told Jalen last week, hey, man, you sometimes got to fix things in your own home. Like with his wife. Mm-hmm. She was talking about wanting to be a mentor. No, you can't mentor anybody. You got to mentor yourself. My point is, yeah. if you're broken, sometimes you need some outside help to help put your shit uh-huh. back together. Mm-hmm. And the timing of all these episodes, all this, there's a rhyme and a reason behind why we're talking about these things. We were just talking to you guys about protecting your mental health last week. The thing is, these things can be prevented. They can be prevented by people seeking help. See, the problem is that there's people in denial out here. They're going through a bunch of shit. You talked about it with COVID. There's all type of factors that we talked about last week of why people are probably in the situation where they're in mentally. But it's up to you to do the work to figure that shit out, to get out of that, and don't make that someone else's problem. See, that's the part for me that we're seeing in these situations that people are taking. They're taking the shortcuts. They're taking a weak way out. You, right. You're being a coward. You're making your problem somebody else's problem. You're taking your anger out on other people that have done nothing to you. All these shootings that we're talking about are isolated situations. I guarantee you if you ask the, the UVA guy once it comes out, it probably was some bullshit. This guy here in this Walmart situation? Uh-huh. Probably random. Mm-hmm. Right. right. It's just yeah, sad, it's a, bro. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's just sad. I, it, it made me think about it made me think about, man, one of one of my coworkers, Danny, and how Danny, uh, we was happy, we was eating, and as a team, and we was laughing, we was talking about wrestling, and his favorite his favorite wrestler was the Undertaker, and we was sitting there laughing, and the next day I got a phone call and said, yeah, he committed, he he took his own life. What if he would have just we out there laughing and joking in the restaurant, and he just ended up. Because, you know, he had his piece on, like, you know what I'm saying? What? Man. But see, that's the thing, Jules. We talked about it last week. You never know what people are going through. Right. You know, he was joking around with y'all, but in his mind, you never know what else was flashing around in his head. But Mm -hmm. just even though this, what I'm about to say to you is probably not going to make that loss any better for you. What I would take away from that is at least his last moments with people he knew the people around him loved him. And I think that that matters. Man, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. I, you know, I sit up here every, I sit up here and think about, like, man, what was up, what was up with that? But, man, dude, that, hey, man, that, that right there hit home right there, man. I mean, dude, I don't take stuff like that lightly, man. And, you know, so many times when you hear about these stories and what is the first thing people say, man, I wish I could have, like, had some words. When I wish I could have sat down. I wish I could have been there. You know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. sometimes some situations I think people take on themselves. You know, sometimes somebody's already made their mind up what they're going to do. And that's unfortunate, right? Mm -hmm. True. But at least you could know, like, man, in that moment you was kind to that man and y'all had a good time. Mm -hmm. That doesn't take away from the loss, but at least you, it could be worse, Jules. It could be a situation where y'all might have had some words, right? Imagine if that would have been the situation. Yeah, it'd be terrible. But still, man, even with the holidays, man, I just feel for his family. And I hope that they found peace with, you know, what happened with him. And even for you, too, man. So, man, I'm sorry to hear that. And hopefully, you know, it gets easier, you know, for you to kind of deal with his uh, his loss. Man, I tell you what, man, what you just said right there, boy, that put, put a little smile on my face, man. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah, man, it's just it's not easy, audience. And that's the thing. I want you guys to – when you guys hear me and Jules on this show, man – we, we're not just people that are just trying to preach and just talk at you guys. We, we fucking feel and have the same type of emotions and we're very vulnerable on this show. We want you guys to know that the things that we talk about, they are near and dear to us. And this is why we just try to have these thoughtful conversations with you guys and hope that someone is listening to this show. If you're feeling any of these type of things that you know that you're not alone, that's really why we do this show. You know, a lot of times, 
Jules and I, we're so busy doing other things. We, we, we carve out this hour every week because we want to make sure that we're putting this message out here because we feel like this platform is important and we want to make sure that someone out here can receive this message that we feel like is valuable. You know, and, and we're not just saying that just because we are on the show. I feel like we talk right. about things on this show that are important to the people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You me both for me. It just takes some, just take a little nugget of some, somebody to say something and just say, hey, like what you just said about, hey, you know what, Danny, he, he, the last memory of Danny, he was out there laughing and drinking and having fun. And we talking about wrestling. You know, I get to take that, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about that for the rest of my life. I'm thinking about it right now. And how that how they put a smile on your face, just so that that, that little moment right there, uh, you know, just think about this, put a smile on my face, and then that's what we want for other people to listen to and take little pieces of here and there and just help them out throughout their lives and days, and you know, absolutely, man, absolutely. I do want to take a moment to talk about another situation that has not really hit the mainstream media enough for my liking. Mm. Shankola Robinson Jules, we know oh, that she man. came up murdered there in Cabo. There's a lot of mystery surrounding her death, right? Right. First, people were saying it was alcohol poisoning. But then when the autopsy comes back, they're talking about how she had like a neck injury and a spinal cord injury. There's been videos that have come out where you mm -hmm. saw one of her quote unquote friends that she was on the trip with assaulting her. He's beating the hell out of her. Right. But now people want to sit here and they want to talk to me and say, well, we don't know what happened to this girl. All this quote unquote friends are saying that she got drunk and they don't know what happened. And I'm sitting here like, we know what happened. Though her quote unquote friends murdered her, Jules. Now I don't know this for a fact, you know, but if it quacks like a fucking duck, it's a fucking mm -hmm. duck. But no one's really talking about this shit in the mainstream media and it's, it's a shame. And I don't know if it's because it's a black woman that was murdered, that is not being covered, but they really need to do a better job with trying to figure out what's going on. And those people that she was on that trip with, they all the asses need to be in for getting some questioning. They should not be free people right now. No, especially when they going out giving different stories of what happened. Nobody's talking. They they back home or wherever the case, but wherever the hell they at. There's video. Prez, what, well, like you said, what, wait a minute. You ain't just ain't gonna just tell me anything, and I'm just say, oh, okay. We know we what we saw, what we saw, what happened, or you know, say there was video of uh one of the guy holding the tape talking about fight back, right? You know, you get you get spinal cords and neck damages. I'm, I, I mean, I, I'm not a medical expert, but it seemed like she was beat to death. Mm-hmm. And then with you got with her so-called friends telling different stories, alcohol poisoning. Nobody, nobody in that group was a friend. Well, nobody in that group had the balls to stand up and say, no, this is what happened. Nobody to get to give her some help to stop the fight. My God, what are we living? What age are we living in? It's like, what what, what are we doing? This is a young black woman. Mm -hmm. on vacation with her so-called friends. I never been to Cabo, but it sounds fun. It sounds nice. One of the spots you go to hang out and drink and parasail and zip line and all that stuff. How do we get out here and get into it? Somebody's dead. And then, of course, none of the friends don't want to say anything. Don't want to cooperate and give bullshit-ass statements and stuff like that. I saw where the reporting person, the one that called for medical help, and her phone number uh -huh. was on the police report. Now, okay. they've been trying to reach out to her for comment, but they can't get a hold of her because the phone number that she had at the time is disconnected now. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, I mean, now they're trying to, now they're trying to cover their tracks and, or try to try to disappear. But no, it ain't going to work because you, you know what happened. All y'all people know what happened. Somebody need to stand up and do the right thing. And you know what? They, they think they're claiming that when the medical person got there, they found her mm. with stable, uh, they found her with stable vital signs and that she was dehydrated, but unable to communicate verbally and appeared to be inebriated. Okay, so how does it go from that to now she's got all these neck injuries? That's the part right. that don't, don't make sense to me. Also, the video, like that you brought up, Jules, about the one right. person telling her to, to fight back. Well, if anybody mm. watched that video, 
she did look like something was wrong with her. It did look like she was either like sleep or half sleep or maybe intoxicated. She was in no position to be able to defend herself. Why is somebody recording that instead of standing there and saying, don't do that to her? You're supposed to be a friend. you just going to let somebody just well on her like that? Friends, I don't get it. This, was, this is why I keep my circle small. Yes. Because yes. this young lady went on vacation with people that she thought were her friends, and she walked into the death chamber. And that's the thing. is like you never know the people that you consider, oh, this person I'm tight with. This person is my whatever. And you never know what somebody deep down the side is feeling about you. What type of uh, jealousy or whatever they may be having right. or grudge. You never right. know. And that's and that's scary because how long has this person feeling like this? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because one of the, uh, the the mother of Miss Robinson was was saying one of the her friends even went on family vacations, been by the house plenty of times. Wow. That's why I don't get. But we see this more off more now than ever. People getting assaulted, and people. Nobody's intervening and saying anything. They just recording. We gotta get back to them. love each other. Humanity, man. Humanity is under attack. Ain't no way in the world you're supposed to be sitting up there. You see somebody in distress or help. You just gonna you instead of calling somebody or saying something or interjecting, you you pull out your camera, uh, your phone. But that says a lot about this world that we're in right now. People sit up here and they think that that shit's funny and they post that shit because whoever fucking right. took that video and got out. So they must have posted it somewhere online. So you just posted this video of your friend naked getting her ass whooped like that? That's exactly, Jules. But that's the part that I just don't like the fact that it's not being talked about. And anytime when somebody ends up like deceased in Mexico, I always have like just my concerns about that shit. Just because why is the autopsy report, the police report, why are they different? Those things should match. They should be the same. We're getting conflicted information from the people that were there. We're hearing one story about how she was having seizures. We're hearing another story about how she has stable vital signs. We're hearing another story that she was fine, just drunk. What is it? What happened to her? All I know, they need to get it right. They need to get this right. They need to bring everybody in. They need to get justice for this lady. You know, the so-called justice she can get. I mean, this is just... And you know what? And this, and this young black black people we as you know as as older as, as we are prayers older black we, we look back and looking at this and it's like we got to do better man we got to take care of our if nobody else going to take care of us we got to take care of each other and just a shame man i i don't know i don't even know what to say prayers this this right here is just just irked the hell of me because it's like it shouldn't happen it shouldn't be and i just feel bad for her parents because right. we were talking to the parents the mom and dad is sitting here like each person or friend, quote unquote friend, has a different story. And they initially told the parents that she had alcohol poisoning, as I mentioned earlier. Uh -huh. It wasn't uh -huh. until the autopsy came out when the parents saw yeah. about the severe spinal cord injury. So what are we talking about here? And the, auto uh, the autopsy, the person performing the uh, autopsy was saying that the, the drinking they had no parts of her dying. Mm. Of what I read, according to the report, and they beat that child to death, man. They beat that kid. To, uh, they beat that woman to death, and that's just sad. That it insult to this injury here, you know, to this death is these are supposed to be her friends. Exactly. That that that's the part you. I, I can't. I can't shake this because it's like, wait a minute. You don't. You. I mean, for me, I don't go on trips on everybody, so I'm guessing these are some close friends. I'm, I'm guessing. Well, you said that the mom said that some of the people well, have been to the house. Yeah, one of them been. So I'm thinking everybody else is, we know each other and pretty cool. Right. So some happened. I don't know what, argument break out. Who, who knows? But she beat the death and, and now everybody, I don't know what, alcohol poison. Come on, man. And like you said, man. You never know what happened. Some argument or some petty thing could have broken out, but that should be a death sentence. No. You know what I'm saying? And to the point that you said, it's heartbreaking to even read about this situation. Because like you said, 
Imagine going on vacation. A vacation is supposed to be like your breakaway. You're supposed to be living mm-hmm. your best life. You're supposed to be enjoying your life. Think mm-hmm. about any vacation you go on, Jules. It's about good vibes, good people, right? You don't go on vacation with folks that you like looking at sideways. No. So, Just gonna take the time, get everybody in there, put them, separate everybody, put that spotlight on them, and get the get this answers that you know that that we're looking for. Like, just go ahead and start talk, start talking. Because honestly, just this is just me speaking. I, I don't know this to be true. I'm not a medical uh-huh. investigator, but okay. what I feel like, Jules, is that they set that woman up. I feel like that she was asleep, and they went in there and ambushed her in that room, and they beat her to death. I, that's how I feel. That's how I feel because when you get somebody saying fight back, then I, and they say she wasn't fighting back, so we know there's a fight, and then we know it's, it's it was severe because she had spinal damages and neck damages. So, all right, well, I just want these activists out here and these people to stand in front of these cameras, say Shaquilla's mm-hmm. name out here in these streets. Bring some awareness. Uh-huh. Put the fucking heat on that shit. Let's stop fucking over-obsessing about things that don't really matter out here and bring justice okay. for this young woman. Bring justice for her yeah. family. For her family, yeah. Yes. And each one of these quote-unquote people that was on that trip, again, bring their asses in. Somebody knows more than what they're saying. This is a cover-up, oh, yeah. and you can't tell me otherwise. Yeah. Somebody stand, somebody just stand, somebody be, somebody in that group, if you didn't, you didn't do it back then, well, do it now. Damn it, do it now. Stand up and say, and, and do the right thing. Do the right thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, audience, we're going to turn the page slightly. We're going to get into our listener letter for this week. Our listener letter this week, audience, comes over from Tiffany. And Tiffany says, Jewels and Prayers, I've never done something like this before, but I love your show and figured I'd be a part of the fun and get some advice at the same time. So here's the tea. She said, I've been dating a very handsome, a physically fit black king for four years now. And she said, we've recently reached a roadblock in our relationship. She says, he's never been married and doesn't want to have any children of his own. When we met, he was glad that I had children because he didn't want any of his own. He loves my children and treats them well, which made me fall in love with him instantly. She said, I had my children when I was 16 years old and I had another when I was 18. She said, I'm 33 years old and my boyfriend is 39. She said, however, I expressed to him in May that I wanted to have another child as my children are both in college and I'm not built for the empty nest life. Since we had that conversation, he has been extremely cold and distant towards me. He has been staying out late and when he is home, he's not mentally present and stays to himself often. She said, I want my boyfriend back and I've tried everything to get things back on the right track. She said, did I do something wrong here by stating I wanted another child? Should I end the relationship? Any advice would be much appreciated. My, 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 my. I think they're going to, I think if they don't have a dog, they probably need to get one. Press, this was a good letter from Miss Tiffany. So we see the change, right? She see the change. She expressed that in the beginning. She talked about how he doesn't want any kids. He's glad that she had kids because he don't want any of his own. After four years of dating, she wants a baby because her kids are older, going off, and she don't want to be alone, what it sounds like. Now he's turned because she expressed to him she wants, to, she wants a baby, and he's not feeling it. So she asks us, what should she do? She want to get her boyfriend back. She tried everything, and he's being... He's being cold. He's being, you know, he's pushing her away. Well, uh, there's sacrifices that probably need to make. And she's going to have to make that decision. She either want to stay with him and have and just be satisfied with just him and her and, and her previous kids, her two kids, or young, young, young adults, or in a relationship and get with somebody who wants who wants another baby, who wants a kids. Those are the only those are the only two options I, I see. I don't know if she if if she were to say come to him and say, well, okay, I understand, I get you don't want no kids, then then that's fine. Well he'll be something to come, you know, come back. That remains to be seen. You know, but as far as this, I mean, you only get to, you only get a few options. You only got a few options. Either don't have a kid 
or lead a relationship, lead a relationship and, you know, get with somebody who, who wants, wants babies. So Jules, I think the way that I look at this situation is the boyfriend, let it be known from day one, you know, what he, right. where he was at. Right. And uh -huh. so from my standpoint, you accepted that at that time. Uh -huh. I think mm -hmm. Tiffany, you are the one that kind of, changed your mind which is fine everybody has a right to change their mind but just because you changed your mind doesn't mean that he was then gonna miraculously say oh yeah i want to have children he got with you knowing that your children were older and he wouldn't have to necessarily be dad to them right and the fact that he was kind and good to your kids that's great that's a bonus i think jules the part of relationships that are tough is that sometimes people lie to themselves and they think that they can change people mm-hmm you can't change someone. If someone tells you, hey, this is what it is, this is what it is. Now, this is a man that does not want to have children of his own. For whatever reason, Tiffany, you probably know better than us. Is it because he wants to travel? He doesn't want to have the expense? I don't know. That's Those are questions that you have to kind of sort through on your end. But I would say to answer your question, did you do something wrong? No, because you have every right to want to have another child. I understand your situation. You have your, both of your kids in college. Your babies are gone. You probably feel some kind of way about that. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But you also have to look at the person that you've been with for the last four years and say, is this person someone that is capable of being a good father? Because maybe he wouldn't be a present father. If he's basically being distant to you in a relationship and staying out, he's showing you right there that he's kind of checking out on you. So I think you know best what to do with this situation. What I would just tell you is, you can't change someone. If the man to say he don't want to have a kid, then that's kind of mm -hmm. where he's at. Yeah. So Jules gave you some advice to said, maybe get a dog. He probably want a dog. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll... But my brother, man, he probably is like, no, nah. he said he maybe he just want to enjoy you. So I feel like you guys have True. a disconnect. I feel like maybe you guys need to sit down and have a conversation and say, hey, what does the future look like? What are we doing here? Maybe you guys mutually decide. Hey, this isn't working. I want one thing. You want something else. Right. Right. I think that's what it comes down to, Tiffany, to sit down and having a conversation. Because it seemed like that conversation y'all had in May, this brother is avoiding you. He's avoiding the situation because he probably feels like the pressure. He probably feels like, man, she want a kid. I don't want a kid. Right? Mm -hmm. There's probably people that listen to this right now and in a similar situation. They may be in a situation with a guy. He may want to have a kid. And the woman's like, I don't necessarily want to have no kid. Or vice versa. But these things, this these situations are why communication is so important in a relationship. And I just mm -hmm. feel like you guys need to sit down and talk and maybe figure it out. One way or the other, at least. One way or the other, man. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing, boy. My man said, oh, man, she want a baby. <laughs> uh, but you know what? You know what funny thing about, about love is? She said this dude was a good good brother. Mm -hmm. You know, for uh, uh, call him a black uh, king. And he does everything right. I mean, just checks and balances. I mean, if if you got a good dude, and you already have your two kids, so maybe maybe just you know, you know that's what kids do. Because once you have this baby, or let's say if you do have the baby, that baby gonna grow up, and he's gonna leave. Mm -hmm. So it's like, like Miss Tiffany, you know, like Prayer said, kind of kind of talk about it. If he's a good man and he's treating you right. You already have your babies. You already have your kids. Maybe just enjoy. Maybe just enjoy each other. Go on trips and just enjoy life. That's so what I was just sitting here thinking. I'm like, because she called yeah. him king. So I'm like, he is extremely right. handsome. You, you got all these things to say about him now. Why don't you enjoy your king? Right. Right. So I was say, you know, do that. Do the pros and cons. It sounds like there's a lot of pros. You know, mm -hmm. we don't know all the cons, but it sounds like a lot of pros. Mm -hmm. And if it's just. You just want to feel a baby because you feel some type of way. Well, maybe that sh shouldn't be the only reason why you want to want a baby. So maybe it's a good thing that she sent this letter to kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of figure things out. Like, do I really want a baby because I want a baby with him and I want something together, just me and him, or I want a baby because my babies are growing and leaving. And I want to feel empty. Right. You know, like so looking to fill a void. Right. So it, it, let's 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 kind of. Let's do some 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 soul searching and see. And, and if and if you know, because you don't want to lose him because of thinking that hey, you know, everybody's leaving me. But well, then he'll leave, and then where you at? Mm. 
So yeah, man. So let's let's really think about this. Let's let's do some soul searching. Play, play some play some shade, light some incense. And just, let's let's just think about it and just kind of meditate and kind of do some self-evaluation and see what, what, what do we really want to do. Then when you figure it out, then go to him and y'all both talk about it and y'all both figure it out. Shit, playing some of that shot and turn that lights down. That man gonna be thinking she's gonna have another kid. <laughs> like that brother, he probably uh, he like he see this shit. He gonna be like, no, nah, I'm actually I gotta go back out and do something at work real quick. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, things probably change in the future where hey, she ended up getting that baby she wants. So let's just, let's just see what's up, man. Let's let's, let's just. Let's, let's 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 play it by ear. Let's take it slow. Let's yeah, let's let's take it slow, Miss Tiffany. But thank you so much for the letter. <laughs> Speaking of soul searching, before we get into our active shooting tips and and best practice for you guys, Jules, I know you saw <laughs> what took place on ESPN over the weekend, man. When brother oh, Benjamin Watson <laughs> had to check had to check his co-host for making a little a little oh. remark about his wife and audience. If you guys oh, ain't hit on it. Peter Burns, you know, sometimes Peter Burns, Peter you know, he do a little too much. But mm-hmm. these guys were all on set. They were all sharp. They all had on nice suits. Former NFL player, Mr. Watson, he had a different suit on than everybody else. And apparently they were all giving him a hard time, saying how you didn't get the memo. And Ben Watson was like, look, he said, hey, I got a text message right here from my wife. She said, I look good. Mm-hmm. And then Peter Burns had said, Peter Burns had the nerve to say, audience, that ain't the text she sent me. Mm. Ben Watson didn't take that shit kindly. When they came back for commercial break, it was only two people on that set. Ben Watson and Peter Burns were all set. Mm-hmm. So now, Jules, there's people on social media that have all type of opinions. Some people are sitting here okay. saying Ben Watson is soft and sensitive. Mm-mm. And other people are saying that Mr. Burns needs to uh, learn a little bit about respect. What say you, Jules? Okay, I'll tell you what thing. Everybody have a bo- everybody have a boiling point. Peter, Peter tapped into something that he shouldn't have, and that's a, that's another man's wife, it, and not not in that way. <laughs> so let, let's let's you know for the people who think that Watson's a little soft, you get married, you love your wife, and you don't want to hear another man say you can be boys, but you don't want to hear another man say anything derogatory about your queen that's 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 your queen and not another man should disrespect her or you won't be a man if you don't if you don't handle it now we can be boys and there's a way and it's on how you do things how you check people and this and that because one of my partners said something about my wife and i had to check him about it Mm. you know what i'm saying so i was kind of in this situation so I was over a friend, a friend house, Big Mike. I was over Big Mike's crib and it was poker. We was playing poker. Okay. And we were just talking and just in general. And we was talking about uh, wives. And I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to be up too much. I ain't going to stay out too much later. You know, got to, you know, get head in or whatever the case may be. Check on the wife, see how she's doing. And one cat made a comment like, oh man, she's good. Whoa. And I was like, because that could be taken multiple ways. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I said, bro. And I just, you know, I just checked them. I just checked them politely. I said, bro, man, you don't know me like that. I mean, because it's a cat that I know because of Mike. That's one of Mike's friends. Right. You know, say I know of him. So I said, man, bro, you don't know me like that to be playing with me, you know. You don't say, and I appreciate if you don't say something like that. Which I, know, think was, I think that was polite, but it's also letting him know I'm not the one. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? I'll just let, hey, man, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that, man. And he he apologized. He said, oh, my bad. And yeah, and then, and then Mike was like, man, it's you. You know, he kind of looked, kind of checked him too. So when I, when I saw this story, when I saw this story and read this story, and I was like, yeah, I know what my man, I know what my man Ben Watson feel like. Man, that's your, that's your lady, man. Nobody disrespect your lady. That's what I'm looking at. Nobody disrespect. I, Pres, Pres and I have been friends since. <laughs> I'm not going to disrespect. I'm, no, and vice versa. I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. Because there's a respect there. There's a respect thing there. Mm-hmm. You, you just don't do that, man. And I and my man handled it. The, he, he handled it because... <laughs> hey, hey, Pres, how you look, look when he came back on the air? Ooh, he... 
Hey, he looked like he was out of breath. He looked like he was frustrated. He looked like he had some words for that man. He might have had to put some hands on him, too. You never mm-hmm. know. Looked and like something you, happened back there. Yeah. Then you did it on, on live TV? See, he was doing too much, Jules. He was doing too much. To your point, I'm going to say this. I'm not an overly sensitive cat, but there's certain uh-huh. things that I don't go. I don't talk about mm-hmm. people's significant others. I don't talk about their wives. I don't talk about people's kids. Just certain right. things you don't do. That was not a funny joke, Peter Burns. And I'm telling you, you lucky that you was on live TV with that because if you'd have said that shit to that man somewhere else, you'd have got your ass whooped. What I say, Jules, is too much shit going on out here. You don't know what people are going through. You don't play with people Bro. about their household. Prez, you hit it on the head there. What if he was going through something? Right, with his wife. With his wife. Man, that right there could have turned ugly than, than what it is. It could have been even more. That's why we. That's why this this story right here is significant in relevance to what we're talking about today, with the Club Q shooting, with the Walmart shooting. You see people down on their luck. Everybody's not privileged. Everybody go through things. Life is is hard. You know, it's it's tough out here. You know, mm-hmm. not, not everybody can have the the same. Not everybody got the upbringing where you can deal with different things. You know, President and I we. We grew up in the, in the hood where we talked about where, you know, it's bittersweet where, hey, you know, we could finagle through some things and we can use it for as life and careers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But some people can't. No. And I think Peter Burns is an example of that because maybe the way he grew up saying little smart little remarks like that didn't come with consequences. Man. But when you come across other type of cats, there's some cats don't play like that. And I tell you one thing, I don't play like that. Jules already shared that story about how you don't play like that. It's certain things. And listen, Jules, you know me. I like to crack jokes. I like to cut up. But I also believe there's a line. You don't cross a certain line. Right. And that's it. Ain't never say nothing about nobody's wife. Uh -uh. Mm Uh-uh. Well, hey, lesson learned there. Yeah. He's a bird's learned. He learned. He learned. He learned that that day. And you know that that right there, I know they're I know they they hashed out and they talked and they cool. But yeah, those one of them like those one of them things, bro. You don't do that. And you know who and here's the thing, as far as with Peter, he probably had cats that they go back and forth talk about each other's wives and kids all the time. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? He probably think it ain't nothing big. You know, it's no no big deal because he probably have friends that he does it to, and nobody take offense to it. But everybody's not the same. No. Mm-mm. And that was like to your point earlier, you know, some people may joke like that. Others don't. That's why you got to know your audience, you mm-hmm. know. And for me, I don't play like that. Anybody that knows me knows that. And so the gentleman that you were playing poker with, he learned that real quick about you. Yes, some people just don't play. And my thing is for anybody that's calling people like that soft or insecure, I feel like you need to look up the definition of what a man is. Because for me, A man is a protector and a man is a provider. A man is supposed to back up his queen. Uh huh. So Mm -hmm. if y'all are out there talking about some somebody soft, I have to look at you and say that you have never had a woman. You have never had a girlfriend. You definitely don't have a wife. Because if you did, you'll have pride in that. And no, I'm not going to let you disrespect her like that. What are you doing? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, he said, oh, man, been, been soft. You okay. Soft. Okay. So somebody, somebody talk about your old lady. You, you just gonna laugh? They ain't got no lady. You got magazine <laughs> tissue in your hand. <laughs> I remember my wife and I we was out eating, and one dude was like, like the waiter was looking at her and talking to her. Hey, he taking my order, looking at her. Man, I had to slam my fist on the table. Like, what the. Yeah, I remember you t- you, t- you told me this that turned her on a little bit. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because women want real men. Ooh, Jules, you just hit on something. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. You didn't think you didn't think he got something extra when you get home? Ooh. Ooh. Come on. My man, my man. <laughs> you 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 didn't think she not only he checked. Like he he said that on TV, he also get checked on TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So not only she saw it, 
The whole damn country saw it. Oh, listen, they, they family saw it. The kids saw it. Man. Well, you know, he got all kind of appreciation when he got home. Man, come on. Boy. You even got her friend saying, oh, I want a man like that. Right? <laughs> Shit, I bet his Saturday night was on and popping. Mm. All right, Mr. Watson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he did. <laughs> hey, he good. And he told him, and he said, and you know, and he told Peter Burns, you owe Miss Watson a public apology, and he gave mm-hmm. it to us. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Yeah, you don't play like that. But hey, if he, hey, if he soft, hey, hey, cool. <laughs> I'll be. Yeah. I guess so. You call me soft. You won't right. call me that to my face. <laughs> <laughs> Promise you that. <laughs> no, no, they. And vice versa with you, Jules, over there looking like GI Joe. Fucking G.I. Jules. <laughs> no, sir. They don't want no smoke. <laughs> this guy's oh, the man. nicest, calmest guy ever, but you won't push him to that point. I promise y'all, y'all don't want that smoke. Mm. Yeah, there's a there's an on and off button. <laughs> I know. Trust me, I know. There's an on and off button. <laughs> I, I've seen it a couple times. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's that saying? We all get two wolves in us. <laughs> yeah. See, hey, audience, there was a time with me, me with Jules on and off switch. And one time, it was me and him involved in that. So trust me, like, I know. But, you know, that's still my brother. <laughs> sometimes, oh, yeah, man. Sometimes you have situations. Let's get, into, let's get into our discussion. So I feel like that was a really good story to tell leading into our active shooting man. situation or the active shooting resources that we wanted to give out. Because the reason why we want to do this is too many of these things are happening, right? And mm-hmm. these active shooting things can strike at any time at any place. And I think a lot of times people, they don't know what to do. They just freeze. They just, they don't yes. know what to do. Yes. That is the quickest way for you to be killed. Mm-hmm. And Jules, with you being in law enforcement, I want you to start this discussion and just talk to people about or how you guys have even been trained on navigating these active shooter situations to help some of the civilians out if they're ever encounter a danger of this nature. As far as what I've been trained and taught anytime you go into a building or a room or where the case may be you gotta know the exits i was into the i went to the show i I told you guys on the air went to see premier of wakanda and first thing i do it's a lot of people first thing i do look at okay where the exits because if you see an exit you need an escape route something something was the some if something was to pop off okay Unfortunately, it's almost like you got to look at people without looking. When you go into a place, I look at everybody in their eyes. Mm. I look at everybody in their eyes. I don't take my eyes off. Anybody. But I don't, I don't creep about it. I just don't stare at them. You know how you look at All right, yep. keep glancing. You just, you just glancing. Just glancing. Just keep, see what people doing. Uh, unfortunately, with the, with the active shooter, it always starts with something. It always starts with something. An argument, there's, sh- there's sh- shouting, there's shots fired. People just got to, you know, you have to pay attention. You know, sad thing about it, there might be casualties. Um, but if you at the, if you in that environment, you must get, you have to look and see, like what Brad said, you can't freeze up. Mm-mm. You can't freeze up. You must, you got to hear where the shots are coming from. Wherever you hear the shots are coming from, go the opposite direction. Yep. You will, you know, the escape route is at. If there's no escape route, you got to go try to find some cover, some shielding and some cover, something that you can, that can, the bullets won't penetrate. Make that phone call. Don't, nobody don't videotape this thing. Make the phone no. call to police. I mean, you, you know, so, and, and it's just easier said than done. It's it's so messed up how we live in this environment where, uh, in times where stuff may stuff could potentially, potentially pop off any any minute. I was I was at uh, Walmart last night, wow, and to get some peanut oil. And press when you when you talked about this, and I was like, man, I was just at Walmart last night. I just think, just you know, what was something was to to happen. 
So I just want people just, you know, we on here, we just want people to to kind of just take note. You, I tell people, you can't be sleep out here. No. Can't be, can't be walking, you know, you know, just can't be walking just aimlessly and just not looking up and not caring. You got to look at people. Mm-hmm. That's my thing is you got to see what they're on. If you see somebody, you got to look at body language because it's some, what we do in law enforcement, a lot of times we look at people's body language. They'll give something up but by, by, by their movement. Mm-hmm. They're, they're nervous. They, you know, say they get nervous. So they make, they make certain gestures or certain moves where like, okay, that's unusual. That's not normal. So if, if you're in an area where somebody's doing something or somebody's saying something that don't make any sense or, you know, that's the time where, you know, you kind of have to have your, your spider senses tingling because like, okay, some, some may be about to go down and, and by identifying that you might have a fight, you might have a fighting chance. So kind of recap here. I know it's a lot being said. When you go into these, going to the stores or whatever the case may be, know those exits. Know those exits. Get a plan where, you know, okay, there's an exit down there. There's an exit over here. The bathroom is right there, or whatever the case may be. Find out where some good coverage, some bit, some shoot, there some, some, um, some coverage, some shielding, where if something was to go down, I can, I can post up right here. Don't have to worry about any, any bullets penetrating. Make that phone call. Look at people. Definitely look at people. Look at people's behavior because that will tell you a, a lot of things. <laughs> like I know I said it on the show one time, but as 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 growing up, my mom always say, "Hey, if it don't look right, leave." Mm-hmm. Same thing. If something don't look right, or if you feel or if you feel something ain't going, ain't something ain't going right, something is not right. Hell, just leave. Yep, walk away. Turn around. Walk away. Yep. So, Jules, you, you hit on some things that I really want to make sure that the audience listen to. Before law enforcement's even involved in this, I think the things that Jules said were 100% spot on. I think that a lot of times in these situations, people panic, they freeze, right? Jules, the best thing you said is try to listen to see where the gunshots are coming from, where the uh-huh. gunfire is coming from. Run perpendicular from that. Also, right. don't run in a straight line. No. Because you're giving that person a shot, a clear shot. If they see you running like zigzagging, they're going to like look at somebody and see, okay, that's an easier target than that person, right? If you can't run, I think Jules told you guys the best thing to do, hide, find a barrier. The other thing that we were taught in our scenario that we did in my, in my the other scenario that I was taught when I did this drill is they talked about the number one thing that kills people was the hemorrhaging. So if you do get hit, they teach you in these drills how to provide a tourniquet to yourself to stop the bleeding, the hemorrhaging, so that someone can get to you when they apprehend the active shooter. I think that's another thing to make sure that people are doing. If you see someone by you that you can safely apply some sort of a tourniquet to the injury, yes. you can save that mm-hmm. person's life or your life as well if you've been hit. Yes, you can make one. Yeah, if you don't have one, you can make one up taking taking a belt, taking a belt or something tight and just wrap it around that. That, that 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 body limb where's where the where the blood is coming out of to and put on tight so it'll stop stop the bleeding. Because like it's like you said, those minutes count, right? And those that's time that you can stop that bleeding. You can slow the bleeding down a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Then medical attention can get there. Then then they can go ahead and do the real work to, to get you out of there, right? Mm-hmm. Jules, you said yes. something also that I thought was really good. Know where the exits are. Honestly, Jules, mm-hmm. because of my previous trauma, I always sit where I can face the exit. I need to see and just know that exit there. Also, mm-hmm. familiarize yourself with the other exits. What's the emergency exit? Understand that. Jules said, look people in the eye. Make sure the people know, I saw you. I looked you in the mm-hmm. eye. I know who you are. I can pick you out of a lineup. That's important. But also the body language piece. Now, Jules, you, you talked about the body language with cops. I feel like sometimes y'all may look at me like, hey, that motherfucker over there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep an eye on that son of a bitch over there. <laughs> but I, I got your, your point, though, because you know that there are sometimes people out here that they be looking a little sketchy, right? Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes the best thing for us to do is just be cognizant of your surroundings. I know you want to just go out like Jules and go get some peanut oil from Walmart real quick. Just go get some couple things. 
But hey, you never know what some shit could kick off. Yes. Yes. Get involved. Man, you know, Prez, everybody, you know, with concealed carry and open carry, somebody in there has a weapon. Somebody in there has a weapon where, and then we talked about my man that was up in Club Q who had took action yep. and saved, saved lives. You might need to say, fight, flight, or freeze. So it might have to be a time where you have to fight. Last resort, right? But last hey, resort. Sometimes you might have to do that. Last resort. It, it, it might be there's no exit. It might be there's no shielding, no yep. cover. It might be there's can't get to a phone to call police. Can't hide. It might be a chance you just gonna have to fight. If I'm going out, I'm going out fighting. And remember how I said don't freeze. Uh-huh. That's the worst that you could do. Well, listen, in the drill that we did, that even though these people in my office knew there was a drill, we all knew there was a drill, but they told us to treat this like a real life situation. Right. There were still two right. people that froze. And I had to get those people and say, let's go, move. Mm-hmm. So my biggest thing is if you see someone and you see them frozen, that's fear that is overtaking them. Get them out of there if you can. Because my thing is sometimes there's a situation where you can't evacuate. Think about some of the situations we've heard about with Buffalo and the supermarket, how some yes. people were able to evacuate. There's certain situations, if you know where that emergency exit is, if it's safe for you guys to go that way, try to get out of there. Because that's obviously the best thing to do is get the fuck out of that situation. Uh-huh. But you got to uh-huh. be alert. And Jules can tell you this better than, than I can. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing to take away from this is, is that going opposite direction, as Jules mentioned to you, leaving your personal belongings behind. Fuck your personal shit at that point. Get the fuck right. out of there. Right. I've right. heard situations where people have been hit because they're going back to grab a phone. Mm-mm. Fuck that phone. Mm-mm. No. No, we're getting a new one. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting a new one. We, we <laughs> you know, a lot of people panic because uh, a lot of people panic, which is, is natural. And some people just don't know what to do. And I'm glad that we we we, we talk about this because it's little nuggets to just a little something. Though it's like no to exit, make potentially can save your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, get behind something that can't penetrate. You know, bullets can't penetrate. Potentially save your life. Hell, even have to fight, it can save your life. Yeah. So, if find a find somewhere where it's a room and you can lock the door, barricade mm-hmm. the door, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because right now. I, with all these shootings, it, it's not a matter of, 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 of what if. It's the matter of, it, it might be in some it's a matter of when. What is it? Best defense is a strong offense. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I, you know, the coach told me that plenty of times in boxing, sometimes the best defense is a strong offense. Start hitting. Start hitting. And, and these, these things we need to, we need to know now more than ever because, And it's like, no, nah, okay. Can't predict this. That's the that's the, the, the scary part. It's almost you can't predict it. So we just gotta be we just gotta be ready. So if things are was to happen, okay, I'm on guard, I'm ready. Okay, this is what I have to do, you know, survive. I have my wife with me or my children, you know, of a loved one, or whatever the case may be. I'm 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 gonna be ready, I'm getting them to safety. You know, you probably be in there, you see some other uh, family in there where you can get them to safety, lead them to safety, or the case may be, just by the little knowledge and, and training and tax that you tax that you that you have. So it, we, we need to we got to educate ourselves on this, and, and 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 that's what we you know that's what we're doing today. So yeah, and, and audience, one last nugget for you, because these are highly charged, highly emotional situations. Mm-hmm. If you are able to evacuate, don't have anything in your hands. No cell phone, none of that shit. Because the last thing you want is for someone to think you're running out there and you have a weapon or something on you. So my holy thing is, and this is what we were taught in our training, if you have something, put it in your pocket, leave it behind, but you want to have clean, empty hands when you're running out of that situation when you evacuate. Because you would never want to be mistaken for the active shooter first. Yeah, a little food for thought. I have seen a couple of incidents. I, I watch, well... 
one for particular always stands out when um <laughs> I seen a uh uh my my old commander, he was engaged in an altercation and mm. <laughs> I'm looking at the he he went up to this guy. I don't know what's going on. I guess the guy needed to leave or something like that. But he started fighting the fighting the commander, my commander. And my commander had a clipboard in his hand and a radio in his other hands. <laughs> and he never drops it. He never drops it. So the guy, so the guy ended up flipping the commander. Damn. And I'm sitting there watching the video, like, why didn't A he use the clipboard or the radio to bash it up, up against his head? Oh, or drop it. Head. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> or drop it. Right. So <laughs> when you said that, I was like, man, it'd be funny when, when people when stuff going on, they'd be like, man, let me get this. Let me make sure I have all this. Man, leave that stuff. Leave that stuff. You don't want to get flipped. So man, just drop it. You'll get it later. Yeah, just drop it. it, it listen, empty hands. But that commander got caught lacking, though. He got caught lacking. Oh my god, dude, it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> he flipped the hell out of here, man. He's like, what not to do? <laughs> dude, I'm looking at this thing like, why did he just drop? And and the first one, and then another thing, I was like, he was too old to go after that dude. I was like, man, come on. I said, call for backup, and you know, has you know, get some get some other people there. Episode we wanted to educate. Sorry that during this Thanksgiving time that we had such a heavy episode, yeah. but listen, this is the climate that we're in, and we want to educate on this show, and we want to make sure that people out here are staying, you know, vigilant. You want to make sure that you're mentally prepared and ready. I don't want people to be paranoid. There's a difference between being paranoid and alert and prepared, mm -hmm. and that's what we mm -hmm. want. We want, if these situations happen, that people know what's going on around them. It's important for you and the people around you in your life. Wait, it's important for you and the people in your life for you to go out in these streets and be prepared. You want to get back home to your family. So just make sure a couple of these tips may be able to help you out. Pass this along. Share this episode with anybody that you feel could benefit from something like this. Jules, going to hit them with that curtain call, bro. Perez, this curtain call goes out to Exclusive 773. Exclusive 773 is a local retailer that takes the proceeds from their November sale and purchase turkeys for the less fortunate. Exclusive 773 just wrapped up their 10th annual turkey drive in Chicago this week. Exclusive 773, present I, Pull It Back and Curtain Podcast family, would like to appreciate and salute to you for all your hard work. Hey, Jules, thanks for that curtain call, man. And big ups to Exclusive 773 and audience. And, you know, when you hear stuff like that, you know, I hope that. It motivates uh, some of you guys to figure out ways that you can impact and give back during this season. Remember, sometimes, you know, there's people out there a little bit more or less fortunate than, than you may be. As always, we appreciate your continued support of this platform. Without you, we wouldn't be. We're the Pull Them At The Curtain Podcast. Thanks for listening.